breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. I know this is everybody's favorite point to argue in the RPG circles on the internet. What alignment are you? There's memes all <laughs> over it. Everybody loves the nine-point D&D scale. You know, no, eh. I've always loved the seven-point Palladium scale, personally. It's just one place where Palladium is clearly superior to anything else <laughs> is its alignment. Just just without, without question. It, is the, it covers the most and the most accurately. I agree, actually. I've, uh, alignments have always been something that when people are talking about it, they're like, what are you, chaotic neutral? Or are you lawful good? I'm just like, hmm, I'm more principled. Or, un, no, I'm, I'm scrupulous. I would consider myself yeah. scrupulous, you know? Or I can always judge characters in movies more by their palladium alignments than their D&D alignments. Because D&D alignments have this problem. And that they are so vague and open to interpretation, thus open to argument. Infinite forum threads on infinite forums arguing interpretation of alignments and most specifically lawful good, chaotic neutral, chaotic evil. Those are the yeah. ones everybody like just jerks off in rage over. <laughs> Literally one of the first threads I ever wrote on back in the day on a BBS, uh, electronics oh, bulletin board system for all of you Zoomers out there. Um, my neck is twitching, just hearing the modem sound in my brain again. <laughs> living in terror, one of my siblings would pick up the phone, <laughs> was about alignment. Yeah. I have, I, I have deep, deep memories of this argument. And it certainly didn't help that at one point in my life, I was getting ready to go to seminary. So my mind was on theological and morality and that sort of thing. So I remember my first argument on a BBS was about what does or does not constitute music being punk rock. <laughs> that my is for second sakes. argument was about D&D alignments. <laughs> so we're just not going to talk about the length it takes to download porn or one <laughs> I, mean, I mean i mean those are two and a half hour boobs i mean i'm just saying all i'm gonna say is this why do you think i was you know on a thread arguing about a line yeah. <laughs> something was going on in the background so okay old man moment old man moment okay back back in my day when i was your age kids what we call gifts now were very different the gif used to mean just image like i remember you would go into a chat room and if people wanted to trade image they'd be like gifts got gifts gifts question mark or just gs question mark for mm -hmm. gifts gif was the image format and at some point in the years it became the animated image format mm -hmm. i don't know when that happened i'm unclear on that myself hmm. That would make an interesting side quest for the podcast, though. I do know it happened during the period of my life when I was without internet access unless I was at work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. So alignment. Yeah. I do have one issue. Okay. And I do believe it, it goes with uh, the, the, the kill for pleasure. 
I believe you can be a good person and take joy in a kill, especially if you are killing a bad person. Oh, absolutely. I can see some people with particularly large and thorny sticks at their rear ends arguing that point. Mm-hmm. But I would say that one could easily, easily, definitely understand, like, I am taking pleasure in this kill because I've hunted this person for the last 30 mm-hmm. years of my life versus I'm going to go out and kill the net and I've got a hard on for it. Like, that's, they're, they're very different things. Yeah, um, that was very red versus blue. I'm so sorry to step on you, Jacob, but you just did Sarge. Like if you said I had a boner for murder, you would have just done the voice perfectly. I, I like to call it a warthog. <laughs> it, it looked like a puma to you. It really gets down into um, a process versus product argument. And I'm borrowing a little bit from aberrant psychology here that. In all actuality, there's more than a couple people out there who are going, yee, when are we starting the true crime podcast? But, (laughs) um, you know, the reason you're relishing the kill, is it for the process of killing something or the product of killing something? Is it the act of killing or is it the result? Interesting question. Yeah. I have always used that as kind of the test for these situations. Is it the act of killing the person or the result achieved by killing the person. Now, the result achieved can be things like vengeance for the fact they slaughtered your true love, but it's not the act of watching them suffer. I've found that difference is especially helpful for negotiating. Has there been an alignment change? Has the single-minded devotion uh, to this goal, the focus on eking every drop out of it, has that somehow shifted the goalpost for this character for how they actually view the world? That brings us, in a way, to what inspired me to propose this topic for conversation, because I know we've talked about alignments before, definitely at least in the character creation series, and maybe maybe before and after, I don't know. Quite a few times, Quite yeah. Quite a few times. What... I've been noticing lately are some conversations, more you know, more of the classic arguments of this or that alignment. And this time it got me thinking about how alignments should manifest in a game, in my perfect game with alignments, mind you, many games don't have them, but in my perfect game that has alignments, Palladium games, the alignments would manifest less as a thing that you're, that, uh, prescribe your character's actions versus instead it would be more of a the alignment is the ultimate uh descriptor of the actions that you have taken so instead of saying well i'm aberrant i can only do this this and this it's more well i act this way and this way and this way I read this list of items in my Palladium alignment guide and I'm like, oh, I meet that description right there. Cool. The other good thing, the other way to look at it too is, well, Palladium especially often goes avoids never always for the more extremist alignments. The other way that I found you can look at it is technically all NPC, all characters in a role-playing game are quote-unquote human, mortal, whatever term you want to go with. And 
uh, alignment is this great reflection on their combination of morals and ethics and speaks often more to how they will live with themselves after they are driven to do something in that may or may not be in line with that, their alignment. Like I could see a case where a principled character does kill an innocent for a, like whether it's just vehicular manslaughter because they failed a driving role or whatever the, that doesn't change their alignment. However, I would potentially expect that character to start manifesting struggles dealing with what happened maybe they felt at the time they had no option but they're living with the fact that that's never okay even though at that moment they were enraged or it was an accident or friendly fire or whatever um you know it's it's how you dwell how you view the world how you view your sense of self Mm -hmm. and how you live in your own skin after you do x y or z and palladium to its credit, taking it further, differentiates between moral compass and mental health. Now, it does, yeah. The concept of mental health in a Palladium game, you know, many people have their issues with how it's presented, but at least it's presented in a way that is digestible and can even be made into a, a companion mechanic next to alignment. Whereas in something like D&D, Historically, at least, alignments have been so hard coded mm-hmm. to be like, you know, like you said earlier, Jacob, the concept of an alignment change in Palladium, an alignment change ain't a big deal mm-hmm. <laughs> because, again, it is simply a summation of your actions. Whereas in D&D, alignment tends to be everything you are. Sometimes even your class ability is tied to this nine point hard coded compass. That's what I was going to ask. Is there anything that has that? Like, let's let's take a, a paladin or a priest, for example, from from D and D. Is there a similar situation that arises in Palladium where it is tied to class abilities? Well, I've never seen anything specifically tied to alignment and mm-hmm. ability wise. What I've seen more often are classes that you look at and think coming from D&D that this class probably has a code that if you break this alignment mm. code then you know you're going to lose your powers and you know maybe a case could be made for the phase world cosmonites but I was going to say in most of them in the OCCs it says something like primarily this mm-hmm. that yeah. but can be of any class I'd, I'd say mm-hmm. The vast majority of them say that. My favorite example is in Palladium Fantasy, the knight and the paladin. The knight and the paladin, I think, are fantastic examples of those classes, how they exist, how they would exist, or in fact, in some cases, did exist in our own world. Because the knights and the paladins, they have a code of conduct. They have the Mm -hmm. code of chivalry. The class description is all about it. And then next to alignment, any. Because codes of codes, you know, written codes and rules, people break that shit all the time. There are bad knights. There are corrupt priests. It's like the priests in Palladium don't actually have to match the alignments of their gods because the gods and the religion are separate entities. You could have an evil religion based upon a neutral or good god. 
And isn't that a counterculture <laughs> argument for a uh, role-playing game to have? Oh, yeah. Like, we should explore that one day. What I also love is how much in the written Palladium they've done inversions on expectation like that, such as mm-hmm. everybody's favorite Cyber Knight from Vampire Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Where, like, it's literally... Was it the first world book? Is it... World Vampire book? Kingdoms, I think, is number... Yeah, world book. Yeah. One, yeah, world, one. world book one. Yeah. So you have the butts edition of Rifts come flying out, and the Cyber Knight is not structured heavily to say you can only be a, a quote unquote good or neutral alignment. But then they throw one of the first examples of an NPC that's a Cyber Knight out there, he and, and he ain't good. <laughs> he ain't good at all. <laughs> yeah, God, that book was so good. Oh, yeah. I always feel that Aberrant is out of place. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Really? Um, I've always felt that Aberrant belongs in uh, The Selfish because it is it is literally the definition of defining your own set of, of values, ethics, and morals and living by them. While that may not square with conventional good, it doesn't line up with conventional evil either. And I, I would say that Aberrant belongs in that midground of 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 selfhood. Yes, but I would make the argument because like I'm have Palladium Fantasy open in front of me right now mm-hmm. that there's a good block right at the beginning of why there are no neutral alignments. So when you're stuck looking at the railroad track of everything on this side is good, everything on this side is evil, but also accepting the fact that there is built-in more gray across the spectrum on both mm-hmm. sides. Aberrant, especially when you read the description, the cliche that there is no honor among thieves is false when dealing with the aberrant character. This is a person who is driven to attain his goals through force, power, and intimidation. It leads to things that oftentimes greater societies as a whole would view the actions of the individual as reprehensible, mm-hmm. But again, living within their own skin, it's what they needed to do. You know, they give their word of honor, honor in italics, they're going to do it. They don't give their word of honor, specifically giving their word of honor. It depends on what their end goals are. I've also described the aberrant class as the Capricorn class for those of you who are into Zodiac. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to go with Aquarius, but I mean, <laughs> as a Capricorn, <laughs> I take umbrage with that. As a Capricorn, I do not. <laughs> it, it, it just seems a very logical worldview. And, um, you know, I mean, you never kill for pleasure. You lie and cheat those not worthy of respect. I mean, it's it's you know, the older I get, the class, the that area makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Either that or I'm... Of that is, of the, of the reason, the divide. Mm-hmm. Actually, first I should preface this by saying I more or less agree with both of you. For most of my life, I would say in my younger years, I saw Aberrant as the best alignment. Because, you know, I was young and edgy and Aberrant seemed like <laughs> Aberrant basically seemed like you can do whatever you want whenever you want for any reason, the alignment mm-hmm. and justify it. Because if you've ever played Hackmaster, you're the knight errant and they're they're fucked up moral code. But so I think Hackmaster. at least with Palladium's divisions and categories, 
I feel like the aberrant alignments, lack of caring about collateral damage mm-hmm. is ultimately the the dividing thing because aberrant has very little care for the life of those that aren't relevant to its life. Yeah, I mean, it literally comes down to does it further their goals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it furthers their goals. I would think goals, most mercenaries would be aberrant, though. And eh. most adventuring companies in, in any other setting would be considered aberrant. You know, I there's a good case to be made there. I always hesitate. One of the things I do like about Palladium is the fact that a person's profession and their moral outlook can be radically different. Yeah. It's like, I happen to be really, really good at fighting. Therefore, I'm a mercenary. However, I don't drink, I don't gamble, and I don't, you know, go out whoring when we hit the next town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can, your alignment may not always be 100% in line with the stereotypes of your professions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good one is the Palladium Witch, actually, which you, we've had a brief conversation over where yeah. it's entirely possible to play a good aligned witch. Mm-hmm. You just had a bad night and made a real <laughs> shitty deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then we're all just one cauldron away. Or... <laughs> Role playing the consequences of that can be a lot of fun. That's a lot to think about. Yeah. Like, again, I, I have a lot more fun thinking about palladium alignments and yeah you know coming up with ways that i can trying to see if i can come up with examples of people who don't meet them and i've never had Mm -hmm. that i've never been able to because pretty much you know you like how do i behave i do this i don't do this i might do this and chances are you're going to fall into one of those seven Mm -hmm. but i never feel shitty after a conversation about palladium alignments I don't feel rage as opposed to a conversation about D and D alignments. I just want to, yeah. I suddenly I'm like, maybe I'm reconsidering my alignment right now. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's more nuanced. There, there is room in most of them until you get down to, you know, diabolic and yeah, you know, um, there, there's room there that you can see at least some of your history in, mm-hmm. um, there, there's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's far more relatable and mm-hmm. far less of a straight jacket. Oh, I mean, I can think several examples of diabolic from history. I mean, where else are you going to stick Edi Amin? Well, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Any final thoughts? As long as we're just bringing it up, this is, with with the exception of the very, very early works, this is relatively unchanged. You know, there's been a, a couple typeface changes and... Some of the the bold fonts have been moved around, but this is this has been cut and paste for thirty years. Yeah, occasionally they'll add a sentence or yeah. you know tweak yeah. something. But you're right; for the most part, the the alignments have been there since the first one. I don't think and, they were present they hold. in mechanoids, but they've been since no. Fantasy First Ed. Yeah, there was a chopped down version of them in the early versions of Recon. So. Yeah. And I mean, they, they hold and they still remain some of the best and nuanced ways for interpret, interpreting and giving a label to your, your character yeah. and where, where you're at. Um, it's a lot of systems do have this and we won't bemoan the D&D system anymore, but this is, this is far superior. 
Okay, folks. Well, that was our umpteenth conversation on alignments. Who know we might have umpteen more. It's uh again, it's it's an interesting conversation topic when it comes to palladium, in my opinion, because it gets you thinking, you know? And I like that. And so drop by our Discord server and tell us your thoughts on the alignments. Where do you fall on this vague seven point spectrum? And uh, hopefully you fall on the side of the alignment chart that then goes to our coffee page and gives us a tip. <laughs> I'd like to see that t-shirt under our logo. It gets you thinking, dot, 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Please join our Discord. Join in the conversation. We have a lot of fun. Drop us a review if you have the time. We'd really appreciate it. Send us some feedback. And uh, Matthew... Chupa thingy. Kind of like the sound of that. <laughs> Starships, magic, mystic martial arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback, and you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>